This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Frank Reddy. Hi. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm well, Andrew. How are you doing? Doing all right. Did you, uh, did you spend the weekend, you know, doing some drugs? I, I did not, no. I mean, this is Cinema Fix. We, we are dealers here, Frank. I would not say that on the radio, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I did get high uh, when we were at the movie we're going to talk about this week when th- plumes of 3D marijuana smoke were being blown into my face. Yeah, Andrew's very suggestible. Yes. You, you can't distinguish between 3D and actual pot smoke. I was so. I was feeling really great. It's the placebo effect. After that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, this is episode number eight of Cinema Fix here on Film Geek Radio, and this is the show focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about film. You're junkies, and we are here to uh, help you out with your habit, essentially. And uh, each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to now, is a 10-minute-long spoiler-free review of whatever film we're discussing that week. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. And the second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and would appreciate that type of uh, conversation, definitely tune into that. This week, in case you couldn't figure it out from what I said earlier, we're going to be discussing a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. This is the third film in the Harold and Kumar franchise. Is it okay to call it a franchise at I this point? I with trilogy. Trilogy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> An epic trilogy. Yes, about the, uh, our, the Korean and Indian best friends, Harold and Kumar, who went to college together, uh, had lots of sex, did lots of drugs. They're together now in uh, a, a third film. Frank, why don't you tell our listeners more about what, what the plot of the film. The plot of the film is difficult to describe because there's not really much of one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. You're already injecting some of your opinion. Okay. I, I like to move things along, Andrew. Um, Harold and Kumar. Okay, first of all, Frank, have you seen any Harold and Kumar films before this point? I've seen parts of the very first one. Okay. All right. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, yes. which was kind of a kind of became a cult Hit Classic, yeah. On DVD. Yeah. Basically, in this film, Harold they're they're older now. I mean They've it's been apart, it's basically. been it's been like eight or nine years since the first movie. Yeah. Uh Harold is a successful like Wall Street executive. Yes. Doing great. Yeah. Married, big house. It's Christmas time. He's concerned about meeting his father in law, and his father in law's coming over for, for Christmas. Christmas. He's a Christmas fanatic. Yeah. So he wants to impress his father in law. He's grown apart from Kumar, who has just broken up with his girlfriend and is basically just the same old stoner, dropped yes. out of medical school, isn't really doing much with his life. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. He dropped out of medical school because he failed a drug test. Yes. Big surprise there. Yes. We are all stunned. Kumar gets a package delivered to him that was addressed to Harold. So he goes to return it to Harold. And while he's there, he accidentally destroys the Christmas tree that the father spent all year growing. 
So they both go in search of a new Christmas tree. Yes. It is a movie about a quest for a Christmas tree. For Christmas. Here's a clip. It's all right. Huh? Are you alive? Harold? Come on. Wait a second. That was you at the tree farm? You took my tree? So you killed two of my trees in one night. Hold on, Harold. That is a perfectly salvageable tree. That was a perfectly salvageable trick. Who is this guy? Who is glasses over here? <laughs> nice hair. This is my friend, Adrian. Oh. Is he young? Thank you. Don't respond. Okay. Why the H did you F-Wads take the tree that we had specifically called and reserved? Look at this toolbox. This is my friend, Todd. Oh, yeah? What kind of friend? Best friend? Dad? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Besties. That's awesome. Buddy, homie. Okay, Frank. You mentioned you've seen parts of the first film. Yes. Did are you did you like the first film? I thought the the first film was funny. I thought that it walked that line between being like ludicrous and like a good time, as where I felt like more like this one just settled for being kind of ludicrous. And I, I think it's just a personal preference. I kind of feel like stuff like that is a little bit lazy when you go that over the top. Like it's like you're not even really trying to be clever you're kidding a, a, a movie about a bunch of stoners is lazy yeah I what think so. i think i think you, i think it'd be possible to do a movie about a bunch of stoners that was somewhat that was good i think you could do a movie about a bunch of stoners that has nuance and cleverness but I, you know maybe that i i am just not appreciating it for what it, it was intended to be maybe i'm just not the target audience okay well let's let's take about 10 minutes and talk about what did and didn't work about this film in in general. I gotta say, I kind of liked it. I've seen all the Harold and Kumar films. I saw the first one, I think, on TV one night, and then ended up going to see the second one. And I wouldn't say either of them are, like, great classic comedies. But they're the kinds of movies that you can just sit down, turn off your brain, laugh at the crazy, ridiculous stuff that happens... And then forget about them and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. They're 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 fun for just you know mindless ninety minutes of entertainment. Yeah. And I wasn't really looking forward to the third one, but I was kind of curious to see how they handled the three D aspect. Yeah. And I gotta say, I was kind of impressed because I think that three D is a gimmick. It's a gimmick that's been used many times throughout history to try and some more money in the pockets of the studios. Most of the time it's just a cash grab and isn't used very effectively, especially when I think studios try to hide the fact that it's just a gimmick Mm -hmm. and try to, like, think, well, oh, Avatar was incorporated it so well. We have to make every movie like that and make it add an extra layer to everything. I'm not as big of a fan of that. I think it worked with Avatar, but I think most of the time 3D is just meant to be a fun kind of little extra thing that, you know, you you go to see a 3D movie just because you want to have stuff being thrown at your face. Yeah. And that's what this movie does. I mean, from the very first scene, you've got marijuana smoke being blown right at the audience. You've got eggs. You've got cocaine. You've got just all this stuff just being constantly coming out at the screen. And I felt like I was getting my money's worth. I was kind of like, oh, well, if I'm going to pay an extra two bucks for 3D... I, I'm get, I, I'm getting a lot of 3D stuff thrown at me. Yeah, it's kind of gimmicky. Yeah, a lot of it looks a little bit fake, but that's what I expect. And I 
admire the fact that they're actually trying to incorporate the 3D in some creative ways. So I like the 3D aspect of it, and I gotta be honest, I, I laughed quite a bit. This movie is completely insane, over the top, you say lazy, fair enough, but it's, it's, it's like in a completely separate universe, almost. It's not even in the real world. This is a universe where uh, Russian mob bosses will randomly enter their home and kill uh, dozens of people. Dozens of, dozens of teenagers. Dozens of teenagers. This is a movie in which toddlers will get high. This is a movie in which Santa exists. I mean, it's I, I don't think we're supposed to take this as a serious real-world film. And no, when, I don't think so either. Yeah. I just My problem with stuff like that is when you can go that extreme, like when there are no rules, a lot of it starts to feel a little bit convenient. When it's like, oh, of course, you know, he's going to appear there because the plot has to go here. And... um. I think they have enough to work around with in, figuring out a way to insert Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, when the first film, when the first Harold Kumar movie came out, it was kind of poking fun at how he was like this child star. Washed up star, this, child star. Kind of, kind of faded away. And now this one, he's a big star again now, so it's kind of poking fun at his fame. Yeah. So I, I like that. And the thing about Harold and Kumar movies, I mean, I can, I can totally see what you say, what, what, what you're saying when you say that there isn't much plot. It really is, especially in this film, just a very loosely connected series of gags yeah. and series of slapstick scenes. Thankfully, I found most of them fairly amusing. I laughed a couple of times, too, and I think you're right. I think with those kind of movies, you just it's better if you just kind of sit and not try and think too much about it and right. just kind of... I mean, I think the first two films, from a story level, I think I cared more about the characters and more about what they were going through in their quest to, one, get to White Castle, and in the second one, you know, get to uh, fix our, fix all the problems with their girlfriends. Yeah. And I actually cared about those relationships amidst all of the crazy, ridiculous stuff that was happening. In this film, I wasn't a huge fan of the premise and the whole, oh, Harold has to uh, impress his father-in-law and they have to go on a quest for a Christmas tree. I thought that was kind of a lame plot, but it, I mean, it served the function. It served as a decent narrative core for all of these other gags to kind of spring from. Yeah, it was a good MacGuffin, right. basically. I mean, it really wasn't about getting the tree. It was just an excuse for them to kind of go out together and go on an adventure. Right. And I, I liked it. There were some decent gags. I laughed. I'm probably not going to see it again. No, probably not. Anytime soon. But you know what? I, I, when the credits began to roll, I thought, you know what? I paid money for it, and I don't mind. It was, I had a decent 90 minutes, and I'm going to go out and forget about it and move on with my life. Yeah, kind of that thing. was pretty much my thought. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. So you can view that as either a, a success or as a failure, depending on what your criteria are. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I really think with this movie, it depends on... Like what you like. I mean, I, I honestly think the way you respond to this movie is it's either going to be something where you're like, oh, that was a fun little distraction or, oh, that was a waste of two hours of my life. Right. I mean, I think it really depends on how willing you are to just suspend your, your disbelief because yeah. the movie gets so insane and random. Oh, yeah. It's completely – there's no um, structure to it. It's just, you know, stuff's just 
happening. Right. I mean, I... as as was shown in the trailer, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's like a random claymation sequence in yeah. the middle of the movie that pops up out of nowhere. And it's just kind of like, okay, we're going to do this now because it's a drug movie. We can have crazy hallucination stuff. And why not? Yeah. Just Just go with it. It goes absolutely nowhere from the claymation scene. You keep <laughs> right. thinking that they've been drugged. This is going to lead somewhere. But it really was just an excuse to do the claymation sequence. Right. right. And, um, you know, this, this, the Harold and Kumar films, from a comedy perspective, they've always been just about doing lots of slapstick stuff. Sure, you can say it's lowbrow. But they've, and they've been about trying to offend everybody. Yeah. Like uh, lots of un-PC racial humor. Of course, there's going to be some nudity, both male and female, which – so be prepared for that. You know, they're just trying to push buttons and shock people and just make people laugh. And overall, I liked it. And I'd say, you know what? I, I really hate it when I have to see Christmas stuff before December. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Yeah, like I, it's been an, annoying me for the past two weeks because they've I, I've been hearing Christmas music and it hasn't it wasn't even Halloween yet yeah which really pisses me off but for considering I had to go see a Christmas movie at the beginning of November yeah it, it wasn't bad I enjoyed myself that wasn't bad because it really wasn't wrapped up too much in uh, like holiday themes you know what I mean right like the meaning of Christmas or whatever right other than the broadest sense that oh it's about friendship it's about the Christmas tree yeah yeah it's about friendship which i guess we can discuss later how successful that storyline was oh sure sure but overall you know i don't know what else i have to say about it other than i thought the performances were fine i thought the directing was fine i thought the 3d was worth the extra money and i laughed i enjoyed myself i forgot about it afterwards yeah i laughed too um in a couple moments um because it does get just so ridiculous and and i would agree pretty much the minute you leave the theater it's not something you're going to be like thinking about in the car ride home it's pretty it's disposable entertainment absolutely absolutely so i would recommend that people go see it especially because it's in 3d and you can go to the theater and have the full 3d experience what would you recommend frank um i i again i would weigh out I would watch the trailer, honestly, and think, you know, is this my type of comedy? Is this the type of thing I find funny? Am I capable of just relaxing? Or am I anal like Frank and insist on overanalyzing <laughs> everything to death? Um, and, and then make up your mind. But I think if, you're, if you can just relax and enjoy yourself, why not? I think if you've seen the first two films and you liked those, you'll probably like the third one. Probably. And if you absolutely hated the first two films, don't go see this one. There's not really anything in the third one that's going to change your mind unless you just want to see some gimmicky 3D. Yeah. So, all right. I think that will wrap it up for our spoiler-free discussion on a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Don't forget to tune into part two of our discussion if you really want to listen to us get in-depth about specifically what we really liked and what we really didn't like. And don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Immortals. That Frank. looked terrible. Okay. Here's the thing about Immortals, Frank. This is why we're going to talk about Immortals next week. Immortals is directed by Tarsim Singh, who directed The Cell, which isn't a great movie, but is visually... Really interesting. No, we saw the trailer for this in 3D. It looked terrible. Okay. Tarsim also directed The Fall. Have you seen The Fall? No. You need to go rent. And I'm telling you, all of our listeners right now, if you're hesitant about seeing Immortals, rent The Fall on Netflix right now. 
This guy, Tarsib, raised all the money on his own, spent 10 years directing The Fall. It is quite possibly the most beautiful film I have ever seen in my life. The guy is a visual genius. And at the very least, I think Immortals is going to be a feast for the eyes. What's my brain going to be doing during this feast for the eyes? I'm hoping it's going to be like 300 but better. Hoping. <laughs> hoping it's going to be like 300 but better. Yes. This is from the same man who was excited for the remake of The Thing. I was not excited. <laughs> I was excited. I was cautiously optimistic. Oh, I was like, come so, on. You're so full of it. Hopefully. I, it'll be good. Hopefully. You were excited. All right. Well, I think that will wrap it up for this episode of Cinema Fix. We would love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. Help get the word out about the show. That would really help us out. Uh, you can also tip us through the donation button on the website. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do rely on your support in order to survive and keep the network running. Frank, where can people find you online? They can find me at www.imnotgoingtoseetheimmortals.com. <laughs> That's a great website. You should start that. I should. <laughs> where else can people find you online? Uh, Twitter at FJReady and my blog, quite frankly, Entertainment. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find my writing at www.thecoolshopeffect.com. You can also find me at www.iwillbegoingtoseeimmortalsbecausetarsimisawesome.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Frank Reddy. Have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!